What's going on, everyone? Welcome in to Plizant's podcast, filled with glitchy analysis and freezing cold takes so cold that they're boiling hot. Today's podcast is proudly sponsored by Hungry Howie's Baton Rouge. Thank you so much to Hungry Howie's Baton Rouge. Be sure to check out their website for both delivery and takeout deals. Right now, they've got a large one-topping pizza for just $7.99. Thank you so much to Hungry Baton Rouge one more time. Today's podcast is an angry podcast. We are talking about the embarrassment that was the college football playoff last night. I I was going to do a preview for this game, but I decided that my prediction was too harsh. I thought the final score was going to be 52-24, to and it'd be 52-10 to late in the game, and TCU was going to score a couple of late garbage points, but I was unbelievably wrong. And I should have recorded it because this was the most lopsided win in national championship history. And this, in my opinion, was the largest lopsided win that I've seen between two Power 5 teams my whole life. I've seen Alabama versus Vanderbilt and it didn't look that bad. Let's look at the numbers first to see just how bad this was. For starters... Georgia had 589 yards compared to TCU's 188. Now, the time of possession wasn't as lopsided as you think it was. 37 minutes to 23 minutes. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot. That's 14 minutes swing Georgia's direction. Now, this right here is the icing on the cake. This is what really showed me that this game was horrible. Yards per rush. Georgia had 5.8. TCU had 1.3. They also had only nine first downs to Georgia's 32 and three turnovers to Georgia's zero. Final score, 65 to 7. Pathetic. Regardless of my score prediction, I knew this game was going to be one thing, not close. I just want to apologize to TCU, the college football playoff committee, did you so wrong to put you in this spot. You did not belong anywhere near this game, and your record did not matter to me. This whole time. Look at the games, people. Please. TCU only beat a 7-6 SMU team, 42-34. A 6-7 Kansas team, 38-31. A 7-6 Oklahoma State team, 40-43. A 5-7 West Virginia team, 41-31. And a 6-7 Baylor team, just 29-28. They were the Cinderella team of the century, in my opinion. But what people don't realize is that is not, nor ever will be, a real story. It's make-believe. Cinderella is only a children's story. It doesn't happen. That's why they got clobbered. The tape is there, though. And you don't even have to look at the tape. Just look at the numbers. TCU beat teams with less than eight wins by an average of 14 points per game. Four out of their eight games with those were decided by less than one possession. Georgia, on the other hand, beat SEC opponents with less than eight wins by 24 points per game. Ten points per game more. And you're playing SEC opponents, not Big 12 opponents. And they only had one one possession game against those. Not to mention, Georgia beat its top 25 opponents by three touchdowns on average a game, 21 points. TCU now has a negative scoring differential thanks to this national championship slaughter. Look, my point in saying all this is to say that college football is in trouble and it desperately, 
desperately needs help. There are five teams, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Ohio State, that have dominated the college ball playoff since it began. There have been 36 different teams total to attend the playoffs. 70% of those teams are either Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, or Georgia. There are nine other schools. That's it. Just nine other schools to ever make the playoff. Eight of the nine national champions are those five teams. And the one that doesn't belong to them belongs to the greatest talent collection of all time in the LSU Tigers with Joe Burrow when he had to throw for 60 touchdowns. Is that what it takes to be a national championship and not be named one of those five teams? What are we doing? These college football games being played matter to the committee. They don't matter. They, they really don't. It's clear who has the best team and had the best team the entire season. And there was only one or two teams that could maybe beat them. Who are they? Alabama and Ohio State. I'm not saying this proudly either as an Alabama fan. I think it is a shame to college football and what the game is supposed to be that only two teams have even a sliver of a chance to beat a national champion. I'm telling you. I'm telling you this because that needs to change. Because college football is practically unwatchable. And it's not because of bad play or bad refs. It's because of the lack of meaning in these games. Now, obviously, in the NFL and NBA, teams can lose but in college football, if you lose two games, then your season is practically over. And it's especially over if you hold yourself to national championship status. Like, I can name a few teams in the Pac-12, USC, UCLA, Oregon. If you don't win 11 games and go to the Pac-12 championship at least, or go to the college football playoff, what were you playing your season for? Is that not what everyone's playing for? A national championship? Now, you might not get there in one year, but you want to be competitive. These games are not. But in complete fairness, what college football fans at the end of the season want is the best teams playing the best teams in the playoffs. And what we saw last night was not that. Everyone always talks about whether or not the best team should go or the most deserving. In my opinion, the most deserving should go but right now, that's not possible because of completely lopsided scheduling. The worst thing for college football is region-based conferences. It takes weak teams from areas in, around the country and merges them with absolute powerhouses. These powerhouses get these cupcake wins in the Pac-12, the Big 12, even in the Big 10, and especially the ACC, and they take away spots from deserving teams who play actual difficult games. The problem is the Southeast is the hotbed for college football. What do I mean by that? What does that entail? To me, it means that the SEC has the best fan bases, coaches, money, facilities, players, boosters, media, etc., etc. But what does that mean for every conference game? It means more competition for SEC games. To be frank, people always talk about the SEC play and their cupcake games when Alabama gets to play Austin P and blah, blah, blah. But they won't look in the mirror when it comes to their own conferences. Iowa State this year would have been worse than Vanderbilt in the SEC this year. 
TCU played a cupcake game. They played Tarleton. Everybody plays cupcake games. We get, we have to get rid of them. The tops and the bottoms of these conferences are horrendously different, and the middle of these conferences are nowhere near comparable. So what is the solution, you ask? Well, I'll first tell you what I think the answer is not. It's not do your best to make small schools better. You've been trying that for years, and you can't succeed. The point of that is that there's a reality to playing the sport at the collegiate level now. These football programs at the top are hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions of dollars, mega corporations that don't directly pay their players and pay their coaches tens of millions. It's time for this to come to an end. It's time for a super conference. That's my answer. First, let's look at the teams that would make the super conference right now. My factors are recent success, size, location, and money. It's time to pay these players what they deserve. They are being treated and they've been treated like professional athletes, but they're not compensated like it. Let's take a look at who I think should get in from each conference right now to this quote-unquote super conference. From the ACC, Clemson, who has been a national championship contender the last few years. Miami, who has a giant school, great location, and a lot of money. Florida State, history program that is on the rise, lots of booster money coming in. North Carolina, same there, still a lot of history. They're pretty good right now. They've got booster money, and they've got a pretty decent fan base. Now let's look at the Big 12. Oklahoma and Texas, massive schools, huge fan base, lots of booster money, and they've been really, really good, if not relevant, for at least the past 20 years. Okay, Oklahoma State, Baylor, and TCU, they're getting in based off of their booster money, maybe not their location, but they're going to get in because they've been good. Okay, They've been good for the last few years. The Big Ten, Ohio State, Michigan, same reason as Oklahoma and Texas. Massive fan bases. They're extremely good and relevant, and they have plenty of money to go around. No question about that. Now, Michigan State, Penn State, Iowa, and Wisconsin have been fairly good, if not really good, for the past 10 years on average. There's a couple of those programs struggling, but they have big fan bases, and they're in decent locations within their states. Pac-12, USC, UCLA. Why? Massive brands. Huge brands. Lots of money. History programs. Pretty good over the last few years. Especially good this year. Oregon, Utah, and Washington. Not great locations. Not huge fan bases. But they've been very good and they're good recruiters. Now, this is the last big conference. And a ton of teams are getting in. But they should. The SEC, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Tennessee, Florida, Texas A&M have all been extremely good over the past 10 years. Top 5, top 10, top 25 teams. Okay, They have a lot of fans, obviously. These are the teams in the driver's seat right now to me. The other five teams from the SEC, Auburn, Ole Miss, Arkansas, South Carolina, and Mississippi State. Why? Decent college football locations, pretty large fan bases, lots of booster money, and they've been decent over the last few years. Okay, The last team in to me is Notre Dame and it's because they have been good they're not great they have been good they have a giant fan base they hold a lot of power when it comes to the money in college football now you can rotate these teams and move this team for that team but 
it's factually, statistically harder to play in the SEC than any other conference. Why should they be punished for losing against other teams that are almost just as good, if not better, when you play like away games or close home games or something like that? TCU played eight teams with a below 500 record, and none of them, none of them would even win a game in the SEC this year. Maybe Vanderbilt. That's about it. Now, for example, let's look at some talent composition scores according to 2-7 Sports. On average, like I've been saying, TCU played the 43rd most talented team on average each game when they played against their conference. Georgia played against the 27th average and Alabama against the 23rd, the two toughest schedules among top 25 teams. And who did TCU lose to? The 71st most talented team in the country, according to the team composition scores at the beginning of the year. Now, I know this. I know what everybody's going to be saying. Talent isn't everything. I don't know. But it's a massive chunk of the pie, a pie of which only belongs to about 8% of college football right now. It's time to look into ways to break this up and make college football more competitive. No one, and I mean no one wants to see a 65-7 to game, let alone a 65-7 to championship game. Get rid of the college football playoff committee or at least make some rules, write down some rules and incorporate some calculations from the, like a BCS computer system. This is flat out ridiculous. And that is literally going to be it for the show. I am so unbelievably pissed at the College Football Playoff Committee for doing this. And it's not because I thought Alabama should get in. I just thought somebody else should get in. We need to see somebody else. TCU was not and will not be that guy. They're not big enough. And that sucks to say because I love an underdog story. I love an underdog story. But until you can solve the talent balance issue... Until you can solve paying these players in a set set in a set salary cap kind of thing like a professional football league, you're not going to fix these problems. That's why college football ratings are going down the drain. That's why nobody wants to watch it anymore. It's Alabama, it's Georgia. Almost every single year. Get rid of it. Thank you so much for tuning in to Plaisance Podcast today. I hope you all enjoyed that rant, and we'll see you all next time.